Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Catch Cape podcast. Today, we have another interview with the lovely Pixie. Um, she is a retreat facilitator, vocal coach, and a festival organizer. So welcome, Pixie, today to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on your beautiful podcast. And yeah, I'm feeling great, full of beans and really excited to chat about all the wonderful things that come through. Super stuff. And today is actually the 1st of December. Um, we had the end of Samhain yesterday. Amazing, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I know. It's it's amazing actually how mild it is considering that it's the 1st of December. But um Hopefully there will be more cold weather coming in just to really seal in the winter energy. <laughs> mm, yes. And you yourself are quite an earthly being, right? That's right. Yeah, I um, I consider myself an earth creature or an ele elemental for sure. <laughs> Lovely. And did you grow up kind of like immersed in nature or like what was your family's situation around that? So, yeah, I grew up in Dunleary in South Dublin and my mother was huge into gardening. We had a big back garden and we were always out in nature and we were always going for walks uh, in the hills and in parks. But she had a very special connection with plants and nature. And so she was she ignited that in me in a young age, actually. Um, uh, they weren't native plants now that that love came later in my in my adult years but she was would always you know help me to learn the names of the plants and always teach me about how the plants would grow and she was always into growing and then so you know so i had a had a, had a very suburban upbringing but then 15 years ago when i was about 21 my parents emigrated to the west of ireland where they actually set up uh, a, a small organic farm uh, growing veg um, and having poultry and animals and an orchard and so actually what happened then was um, we all decided to do an organic horticulture growing course together so we actually studied how to grow organic veggies together myself my mum and my dad all went to this course together <laughs> in County Mayo in the west of Ireland and it was very beautiful so yeah that that brought us on that journey of growing veg in the farm but even before then, you know, even as a teenager and in my 20s, I was fascinated by herbs and herbalism and flowers. And I always had a natural draw to the natural world and nature. And um, like, <laughs> if any, you know, if any of my friends ask me what I want to watch, if we're ever watching something, I always say nature documentary. Can we watch a nature documentary or a documentary about birds or um, tigers? And it got to the point where they're like, you're not choosing because you just want to be a nature documentary. Mm -hmm. So I am obsessed with, you know, watching. Yeah, watching all the nature documentaries, but also then going out into nature and then and, and you know, applying what I've learned and exploring what I've learned on the, the documentaries as well. So, um, yeah. Super. <laughs> and in your day to day, would you spend like from the moment you get up, do you have like specific time that you spend outdoors every day or how is your connection in that way? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, well, for the last three years, I was actually living on my parents farm in the West of Ireland. And so it was a daily practice. You'd have to get up, you'd have to let the chickens out, you'd have to water the veggies you'd have to be outside immediately and it was in such a beautiful it's in such a beautiful space in County Mayo um so you know the lifestyle was very much outdoors in the farm uh every day but we're right beside the coast as well we're very lucky we're right beside Clue Bay so the beach is five minutes driveway I'd go there we call it the secret beach there'd never be anyone there it was just so stunning and you can see the, the little islands in Clue Bay there and I would actually, I would go and I'd walk in my bare feet. I'd paddle in the water to ground my energy. Um, and there's actually a little freshwater river that that comes out onto the beach. And I would sit there and I'd actually, I, that was my special little meditation spot, like listening to the sound of the water and connecting with the elements. And, you know, the, the air is so fresh there that just taking in deep breaths and doing breath work while meditating by this beautiful river on the beach is just 
it's one of my little heaven spots yeah it's really really amazing so yeah there's there's a lot of incredible wilderness to explore in the west um it's just endless like even behind our house there's a whole collection of lakes and masses of mountains and there's actually a really amazing um freshwater spring that i go and collect my spring water there all the time and in fact i brought, i brought the spring water from mayo back to dublin with me and i'm only drinking mayo spring water here because i'm so into good quality water like i don't have to tell you like how important it is to drink good quality water because to be honest tap water as myself and my friends say that tap water is fairy killer (laughs) 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 tap water sadly is full of loads of you know nasties and heavy metals and plastics and tox pesticides and all the things and so yeah good water is essential Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed that I can, you know, we have a spring behind the house. So, but it's actually something I'm looking to try and find on the east here. So if any of your listeners know where there's any good springs or wells in the Dublin area or in the Dublin mountains, um, that would be amazing. Because the closest I have to here uh, of good water source is down in Ashford in County Wicklow, which I'm happy to go to. My friend has a cottage and there's um, well water uh, piped into the house. But to find a, a, a good water source here in Dublin, in the Dublin mountains, would be sweet, you know. Yeah. And I wonder, like, you know, how we live, like many of us live very unconsciously and we just go to the tap and we just eat the food. And like, it's like when we get to a certain, I suppose, um, we kind of wake up a bit and then we're like, oh, like, is like you know, we're using all the stuff all of our life and then we start questioning it and it's like, is this water actually okay? Is this toothpaste okay? Is this food okay? And then you're like, just because we were given it or just because it's supplied doesn't mean it's good, you know? Mm, yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's actually, yeah, it's a major thing going on in our world right now is all the, the stuff that's produced is not necessarily all good for us. And... The way I started to realize this or notice this was years ago. Like, I, I suppose I went through a transformation and like uh, an awakening, so to speak. Um, maybe about 12 years ago, uh, I really started to hear the messages that my body was giving me when I would eat the crap foods or I'd eat or I'd, you know, I'd be consuming these things uh, that were not good for me. And my body was telling me, my body was like, this doesn't feel good. Don't do this again. And so I started to listen to those whispers of uh, the messages, the subtle messages that my body was sending me. And at the same time, I, 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 there were people came into my life that were, were already practicing cleaner living and cleaner eating and drinking. And I was like, hmm, actually, maybe I'm going to try this. And when I started trying then, eating cleaner, living cleaner, consuming fresh, clean water, the results were just transformational. I started to rapidly uh, awaken and transform even quicker then because I was clearing my body out and cleaning out my cells and my gut went on a huge gut um, healing program. Um, And also, you know, when we're talking about consuming things that are not good for us, that are toxic for us, it's not just what you eat and what you drink and the air you breathe. It's what you consume with your mind. It's what you consume. It's what you read. It's what you're watching. It's, what you're listening to in the music it's it's what energy is this person giving to you on their instagram feed and everything it's it's Mm. it's everything that you consume in your life actually has a huge uh, part to play in your energy field and how you feel Mm. and so yeah but a a big one for me is water that's a major one water and food because they're very 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 they're you know they're very tangible uh dense things that we are consuming and they matter big time because you know, we are we are water. We are seventy percent water, and so you want to make sure that the water you're putting in your body is clean and good quality, and that you that you give gratitude to that water and the water, um, because it has an energy, it has a memory, it has um, an, an essence, I believe. And I often feel sad for the waters that are contaminated. You know, I actually can feel for those waters. Like I, I, I feel for them. And I'm the waters that are in the old pipes and the waters that, that is, it's been, it's not clean, you know. Um, so praying, praying to the water sources, praying to the ocean and to the to rivers and to the, the clean water sources, um, sending them your good energy, yeah. Mm. 
Oh, so much goodness there, you know, <laughs> so much goodness. <laughs> I'm resonating. Um, I was walking in the forest the other week and um, there's a heap of redwoods like it is. And oh, they're just enormous, like, you know, and there's massive because there's so much rainfall. There was massive like waterfalls all down the sides of the ridges mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nobody in the forest. Again, not a pe- no people around. I'm like, where are the people like, you know? just connecting inside four walls you know and it's like we should be out there but there was this one bit of water it was ferociously coming down and I was looking at it and I was like oh my god I just really want to drink all of that you know but it was so ferociously coming down I couldn't get at it but it's just it really calls us when we live more instinctively like less consuming more creating than we're being called and that thing again about consuming like you put on the tv like you know like I don't listen to radio or I don't have tv and if I if I'm in somebody's house and it comes on I'm like what like my whole body's like contracting I'm like what is this stuff you know yeah Yeah. just even even like I have spotify but I, I choose my songs and um recently I don't know they my card got updated actually and um there was these ads coming in, you know, because I was updating the card and I was like, oh my God, like, oh, yuck. You know, it's like this like um, unconscious kind of forced consumption or something like it's giving it to you, but I don't want it, you know, and how many of us are living not awake to our choices, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, it has, it has a huge effect on, on your energy field what you consume has a huge effect on your mental body what you consume so it's 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 our each individual responsibility to decide what we want to let into our field our energy field and our minds because that will dictate how your day goes and how you feel and what what you then continue to draw into your life so Mm. yeah but um mentioning what, what you mentioned there about the water gushing down like and coming down from like uh, in the forest it sounds absolutely incredible it sounds reminds me of last summer when I was uh, I went under a waterfall one of the Ireland's tallest waterfall actually do you know this one up in County Leitrim and um, the devil's chimney oh, wow have you heard of it no sounds interesting it, I know it's actually pretty it's pretty it's pretty um, intense name but it's it's the tallest waterfall in Ireland and it's absolutely incredible. And I had this experience where you have to, so you have to hike up a mountain to get to it. And then I was with a couple of friends and then, you know, we stripped down and got under the waterfall. And it was such an immense experience because you have this huge force of water like crashing down on top of you and you've got the noise and you've got the energy of it. And I, I think... The last time I was under a waterfall was many years ago when I was in Thailand and I hadn't actually been on, stood under a waterfall like that in Ireland, I think, ever. And the, the feeling that I had for days after, about three days afterwards, I had this sparkly feeling in my energy field from the waterfall. I could feel it. I could feel that the waterfall had actually given me healing energy. Like it, it had actually done something to my energy field. It had cleansed me. But not just cleansed me, it had brought something else into me. Like it brought some sort of like high vibration into my being. And it was, I swear I could feel the waterfall in me for about three days afterwards. It was just something else. So yeah, Ta- I highly recommend <laughs> to go stand yeah. under a waterfall. <laughs> it's like a constant cleansing and purifying, isn't it? It's like you go back to the world or the town and then I'm like, oh, and then I go back to the beach and I'm like, oh, then I go back, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a constant clearing you know I'm like oh just keep me back there in the sea <laughs> um yeah that's it like nature cleanses us that's why we are all so drawn to it like I'm out in nature every day as you know as, as much as I possibly can I'm like especially there in autumn I was out every single day I was in a forest or uh, in a hedgerow somewhere foraging picking berries picking nuts, picking mushrooms, foraging, all sorts of things. And I just was so content and so happy to be connect, you know, connecting with the plants, being out in the elements, breathing fresh air, feeling the sunshine on my skin, and just knowing that I'm part of this living being, which is the earth. Mm. You know, like we are, we are the earth. We come from her. We are a living being like her. I love this. I love this thought that, you know, each human being so you and me and everyone we know and every single 
human being on the planet and every living being is is a single cell of this greater organism so you know the way you and i in our bodies we have tiny tiny little cells that make up everything you and i are the cells of mother earth we are the cells that uh, are, are teeming around and connecting and, and vibing off each other to create this this bigger organism and this is where our personal responsibility comes in as as an individual in a collective it is to, to keep ourselves good to keep ourselves well and healthy because we we affect either way whichever way we are you know uh vibrant or in disease either way we affect the other cells around us <clears throat> and and it's it's a but good news is there's loads of things that we enjoy that are fun and really uplifting that make us healthy that keep us healthy and vibrant and thriving thankfully it's all the it's all the good things like singing and dancing and dancing around a fire and consuming fresh spring water and howling under the moon <laughs> yes yeah and it's just that realization it, it always makes me emotional to think about it that we are all cells of this one greater being or planetary system or consciousness and it's just amazing and um as well for me working with the bees um you know when a bee dies you know I've I you know I was actually counting it up this morning like I have nine hives and then I have another one there from someone else so 10 so that's like about 600,000 pollinators right on average and I was thinking about it this morning and I was like what like I have this many pollinators around me like you know buzzy bees who are like divine earthly like the most highest frequency amazing beings and I've been trying to like get ready that's what I was doing this morning I was like painting bits of uh, wood like the hives and stuff because they can like I've seen mold and it's just constant constant care and like I don't think people mm -hmm. see the back end of the work like it's so much work mm -hmm. actually and checking and tending and caring and I found mold now on one and one or mm -hmm. two and in the wood and then I'm like oh I need to do that I need to do that and they just need care you know so much care and tenderness and like they're just so so intelligent and I'm just so um blessed but it's how we describe the the colony as well like the collective super organism each individual bee is a cell of the whole because at the start when I started minding bees I was getting really upset when I would like kill one because it's just mm -hmm. inevitable like you're holding 60,000 bees in one go and you try to put the roof down and like they're coming out everywhere and you know in the height of summer and like it does happen that you squish one or two and and many beekeepers would say to me like just just try to just think of it like each one is a cell and like you're helping the whole and like a one or two that goes like you're just gonna have to work with that and grieve it and let it go because they are all cells you're not just you're not killing the queen or anything you know but mm -hmm. that thing that we're all cells you know it's just um it's amazing and yeah yeah it's just like a fractal we live in a fractal universe you know so they're all cells of their their greater hive and we're all cells of the, the even bigger hive which is the earth i i got told this fact recently so please let me know if it's, if it's true or not about <laughs> the bees. <laughs> well it's about bees because like i also love i mean obsessed with bees as well i many years ago did a small beekeeping course too like like just as you know a basic one because eventually we will get bees in our farm too yeah but is this true for how many how much honey they make is it one bee one teaspoon one lifetime um one honey bee can produce about a twelfth of a teaspoon a twelfth or up to a full like the stats vary right some people say yeah. One bee can produce a teaspoon. Some people say they can only produce a twelfth of a teaspoon. In one in their whole lifetime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's why, like, <laughs> you know, like the jars I have, there are 1.5 million flowers. Every teaspoon must be treasured and cherished and, you know, really um uh revered, I suppose. Yes, yes, that's the word, yeah. Like anytime I'm handling honey, I'm just like, oh my God, this is gold. And that's actually what I was in the post office earlier before this conversation. And I got held up, but 
I was posting it and the post the postman says to me, he's like, what's in that gold? <laughs> he was right. I didn't like, tell yeah. him, but I was like, yeah, it's loads of gold. Yeah, this is big gold. <laughs> but um, wow. it's amazing. Yeah. And it's just the re-education of it because I tell people like, this isn't jam, like this isn't marmalade, like this is the work of millions of bees and thousands and millions of flowers. And it's even... To this day, I can't comprehend it. I cannot. My brain, it is too advanced for me to comprehend. It just has to be accepted because I'm still like, what? How do they make, how do they go to 1.5 million flowers for one jar? And then you might get 40 jars off a hive and how many millions of flowers that is and how many millions of flowers are on the hedges, how many kilometers they go. And then like even the work into make, actually making the honey, like not even just from like sipping the nectar out and bringing it back to the hive and regurgitating it and then dehydrating it and then moving it and then like the whole system is insane it's incomprehensible to the human mind and you know it's just honey is miraculous you know it's just miraculous yeah. and it preserves like you know the hive survived the hive is around uh the bee, the honeybee around 100 million years so you can imagine all the cataclysms on the earth all the climate disasters and the honeybee is still here like there's something magical about that you know oh you just gave me shivers like just got goosebumps yeah you're giving me the truth bumps look you gotta go see i'm getting a back there through the screen but it yeah. is and 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 you know i tell people like when they eat honey or whatever it is from the hive to really respect it because like i do it ethically as well like i won't take i didn't take off loads of my hives like i only take a small bit then i source some um but the hive like the products the honey and whatever else like they preserve cells in your body they preserve your you know anything that makes you age they preserve you you know that's what honey honey never goes off you know and when we ingest honey or like plants that whichever plants have been foraged for that honey you're ingesting all those plants components as well you know Mm -hmm. like the resilience the heather or you know like you know the ivy the the potency of the ivy and like the respiratory system the lungs the chest you know like all the different plants properties you're ingesting that and it's all preserving the body you know like the longest living people in the world number one actually you'd be really interested in this because we're going to talk about your vocal work um number yeah. one you know your telomeres on your dna yes you know that yeah <laughs> you know about it already basically <laughs> the longer the longer the telomere well, basically, the younger you are, really, like kids have really long ones, but then they shorten as we age, the DNA strands. But basically, music conductors come up as number one profession for having the longest because the frequency and the anti-aging. And number two are beekeepers. So you, you will be grand, you and I, we're going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be playing your music and I'll be just saving the bees. <laughs> Bathing in the honey, like, just <laughs> yeah, oh, it's amazing. Whoa. I love telling the fact, you know, I'm like, do you want oh to know God. something interesting? That is okay. So, I, I see your telomere fact, and I'm gonna like add on a little extra, like, add on to your telomere fact because yeah, I also have a telomere fact that I tell people as well. <laughs> yes, go for it. And so, yeah, you're you're absolutely dead right. So, at the end of our chromosomes, the buffers are, are, are basically the telomeres. And so as they say, yeah, as you get older and as you age, the telomeres shrink. And by the time that you, you die, there's no more telomeres left. Like when the telomeres are gone, then you're dead. And only up until about five, six years ago, they they just thought that they shrunk down and then you were, go- you were gone. But they have recently discovered that you can actually re- grow them back again. Mm. You can reverse the telomeres. You can actually like lengthen them again, which they didn't believe that. Uh, and all the studies of epigenetics and everything has really led to that. But there are all the good things that we love to do in our in our in our world. All the the healthy things we love to do, like good water, exercise, good food, uh, good lovemaking. All these things help to lengthen it. But the number one thing that helps you to lengthen those telomeres. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> 
got the secret out um, is meditation. Which I'm not surprised, you know, meditation is a million benefits. So it's meditation is the, the best way to grow those telomeres back mm. to help you stay youthful for longer and to help you like can stay thriving, you know, not just living and surviving, but thriving yeah, in your life. Um, so that's awesome. So maybe some meditating with music while drinking, sipping on some some lemon ginger that has some honey in it. I mean, yes. I think that's the, is, that the, is that the secret? I can <laughs> sense an anti-aging retreat coming up. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I can sense ah. it. Just putting honey on our face and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So would you give us a little bit of um, background on your vocal um, work and what are you doing there? I'd love to. Yeah. So. Yeah, this vocal work, it's a very interesting journey that's happened. Um, I, I'm i a trained singer, so I trained from a young age, actually, from six. For 13 years, I was, like, singing on stage. I was uh, acting and dancing and musical theatre and everything like that. And um, this is the backstory of how I, I became to be a vocal coach. You know, I all I wanted to be when I grew up was a singer. So I just had that that burning desire was there. And then I hit my teens and then just life was just very challenging. And then I just, you know, I shut down, left school in my early 20s, started to get into the holistic world, the healing world. And by my mid 20s, I was going to retreats and workshops. And the first time that I spoke in a circle of people, a sharing circle, I my throat chakra was was so you know blocked and stagnant that I nearly died. Like I found it so challenging to speak my truth in a circle full of people. I was rattled. Okay, and as much as it absolutely was so difficult, something in me knew that I had to keep going. I had to do it again. I had to do it again and again. And I would show up in these retreats and workshops, and I would continue to share my share my you know my story. And gradually over the 10 years, I started to heal all around and the burning desire to sing never, never left me. So I started to, you know, gradually get my voice back and I joined a band and I started singing at weddings and stuff like that. Um, but I still wanted to use, you know, my voice and I still wanted to help people. But I didn't realize that this is where it was going to go. And so just before the lockdown, a friend of mine asked me, she goes, could you actually, would you like to teach me and give me singing lessons? And I was like, well, uh, yeah, actually I'm a trained singer and um, sure, let's give it a go. Yeah, why not, you know? And I started working with this friend just uh, over Zoom, you know, at the beginning of the lockdown and what came out was just amazing. So it, 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 it started to take on a life of its own. It wasn't just me giving her singing lessons. I started to, you know, see that she had these emotional blocks and she had some belief systems that were holding her back. And what actually transpired is I ended up formulating uh, a technique of vocal coaching where I help people to understand what it is that's holding them back, what's holding them back from having confidence in their singing voice. And then to use the voice itself as the healing vibrational tool that it is to help them heal the mental and emotional blocks that they have going on so they can be more confident singers and not just singers but speakers and standing up and speaking their truth and sharing what's in their their hearts with ease and not not the shakiness and so what happened was then I eventually started to after a couple of months of working with her and it going really well I was like I think I'll just share this I'll share it online you know I'll share I'm doing this on Instagram and it basically just it just took off Every, so many people wanted to, uh, you know, do this work with me and to go on this journey of of, of freeing their voices. Um, because as I as I went on this journey, I started to realize more. You know, you start you learn so much by doing the work with people. And every person that came to me, I would learn more and more, and understand and uncover what were the different areas that were holding people back. And so. A big thing that, that really stood out to me and that I work with people now is this concept called the witch wound. Have you heard of the witch wound? Yeah. 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 So the witch wound is actually a nickname for something that's much greater 
uh, in humanity, and that's the suppression of of our voices, suppression of the divine feminine's voice. And that's been going on on planet Earth for eons, thousands of years. Our voices have been suppressed. We have been oppressed. We have been not allowed to express our magic, our truth. We've not not allowed be you know be our true authentic selves because it it did challenge the patriarchy, which was the system that was in place at the time. Still is now. It's starting to tipple a little bit the balance. <laughs> but the, the you know the witch trials that were going on in the dark ages, they were you know they were women who were basically like you and I. We were connected to our truth. We were expressing magic in terms of working with nature, plants, animals, being psychic, being intuitive, being creative, like, you know, all the things that we very gratefully can do now in this lifetime. So the witch moon, like I said, it's a, it's a nickname for something much greater. Mm-hmm. And every every person who comes to me and works with me, everyone has, pretty much has this this wounding within their throat because it's it's within them, but it's also within the collective. And we are the collective. You know, you and I, we are part of the collective of humanity. So when you when you work on this 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 wounding within yourself, you actually help to free it for the other others, you know, and, and for your, your lineage, for your ancestors, because going back uh, in time, you know, how many of us are descended from the, the women who were those witches that were being burned? Or, you know, we, we probably were those witches ourselves back in past lives, I'd say. <laughs> I definitely was. If I, <laughs> you know, the things I'm up to now, I was definitely, I was definitely, um, they were definitely going after me with pitchforks for sure. <laughs> I'm the same. So, I couldn't be, like, I'm so determined. Like, I will do what I want. And I'm like, nobody's going to stop me ever like you know yeah I'm really yeah. like a determination is my strongest and it can be a, a weakness as well because I can kind of stay at things you know for a while and it might waste my time <laughs> but I'm very yeah. determined you know um but have you heard as well of the cervical awakening uh well I mean yeah there's a huge awakening going on with <laughs> with both those centers with yeah. with uh the sacral chakra and the throat chakra they're the huge uh, amazing link. So yeah, there's a massive, there's a massive movement with people, with women, like healing their their wombs, their cervix, and um, and awakening that as an energy center, big time. So yeah, like I was saying, there is actually a very special link between the throat and the womb, um, energetically as well as anatomically. So I have this another juicy fact for you, if you'd like it. Yes, we love <laughs> is, the facts. Oh yeah, mad for the facts. Um, yeah, so when we are forming in our mother's womb, when we are a, just a collection of cells, there's this one particular cell that splits into two. And then one cell goes up and one cell goes down. And this top cell actually forms into your whole neck or your trachea, your voice box and your jaw. And then the lower cell forms into your womb and your pelvis and your cervix. So there's actually... You know, at one point, these two piece, body parts were one cell. They come from the same place. I know. Isn't that just beautiful? I mean, we are just exquisite machines. Our bodies are just, like, it's every day I'm like, this this body, this machine, and just that, blows me away. That one cell must have been, like, formed. It must be a primary cell or do you know what I mean like it must have been formed initially because as well that's where trauma is stored like right like below like into the womb cervix gut or whatever psoas and then up in the neck as well you know like I've seen these trauma practitioners doing trainings and it's amazing they would ask questions like over a period of time like they'd ask the person to go back when they were three they'd ask the questions and all the traumas like down below and then they're asking mm. them again when they're seven and then it's going up into the chest and then up into the neck when they're a teenager. And it's like the whole, I'm like, that cell must be like one special cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's incredible the the link between those two areas because they actually look the same. There's, there's, there's imagery floating around the internet of like, you could, you see the shape of your cervix and your womb and then the shape of your larynx. They're, they're very similar anatomically as well. So mm. um as well as the, the chakras, the the energy centers, the so the the 
sacral, excuse me, the sacral and the throat uh, have a very special link because your sacral is your ener- your creative center. It's where the creative energy is formed and comes from, but it channels up the line to your throat and it's expressed through here. So this is the expression center of your creative center. So that's mm-hmm. how there's a, another special link between the two as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I could flip and talk all day on this. Like I'm just yeah. mesmerized by our bodies, you know, they're just fascinating. Yeah. And the power, the power that we hold in our cervix is insane, like insane. And like as women, obviously coming from the Catholicism and the, the repression of all of that, like, you know, it's amazing for us to talk about it because there is like immeasurable power that comes from there. You know, it's insane. It's like stars exploding. No, it's it's so you're so right. Like one yeah. thing that I love to think about, like like conception and uh, bringing a child into the world through your womb. Like to think about it this way, right? Our bodies, women's bodies, are literally portals to another dimension. And I'm that's not even over exaggerating. Souls literally come into the earthly plane through our bodies. Our wombs are the spaces in which new souls come into the earth and that is just mind-blowing that is just mind-blowing it's just and and even how every month like that egg that potential in that egg you know to become life outside of the body and like then the bleed that comes after this you know that egg is shedding and coming out and it's like that life that could have been and that soul that could have been and it's like so like, you know, maybe like I know when I was growing up, I wouldn't have been thinking about that. I'd be just like, oh, I have my period. But now, like now I think about it. And when you really think about it, it's like whoa, yeah. the power. Yeah, you know? so much. Yeah. And in fact, actually, what I've been started to recently do with my 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 morning rituals that I do in the morning is I'm actually I'm speaking to my eggs. I'm speaking to them and holding them and I'm, I'm I'm sending them love and energy and healing because, you know, I've gone through crazy stuff in the last couple of years and I'm very aware that they have also been going through what I've been going through mm. and so to just to and just to speak to them because they are living they are living cells and so I'm I'm speaking to them and I'm sending them goodness and healing and love so that that maybe they won't be taking on everything that I've gone through the last few yeah. years. <laughs> and don't they say we're born there's something about like we're born with the eggs that we had in our mother's womb or something isn't there something like that as well yeah so it's when so when our our mothers were three months old in the womb that's when our eggs formed so from three months so when your mother's was was an infant in her in her mother so you were in your grandmother as an egg three months they are formed so for six months you're in your grandmother's womb in your mother maybe isn't isn't that yeah but i'm like how many eggs how many eggs do we even have you know um because like i i 200 in there let's say yeah because i added up the other day how many periods i've had so far right because i'm so into the like education of this now like i'm like i just want to understand my body and my thinking of my cycles and all this and I was reading it and so I've had like 200 and around about 260 periods right and I'm like I have another like 240 to go or something or 250 and I'm like that's a lot so that means that's about like 500 eggs right yeah yeah I think that's about right several hundred yeah because sometimes yeah. like when I'm when I'm pre-menstrual, like I'm like, how, what, why do I go through this every month? Like, I don't know who I am for a couple of days, you know, <laughs> and then I have to go into my phone and I'm like, right, check the cycle tracker. OK, check. Yes, I felt like this last month. I'm OK. I felt like this. I just ring my friend, you know, I'm like, what's happening? And then I come out of it and I'm like, what happened? Did that happen every month? it's bizarre what hormones do to us and this is a big journey I've been on as well because I've had to because because you and I and everyone listening to this we've all been brought up in a world that doesn't support our our hormonal health Mm. it's major in fact there's you know there's whatever's going on out there it's it's not supporting 
especially female hormones. And so the food we eat, the stressful lifestyle, um, all the things like alcohol and, and pharmaceuticals and smoking and, uh, you know, cosmetics, cleaning products, they all contain things that disrupt our, our hormonal systems. And so that's one of the reasons why, going back to the beginning, you know, of this podcast, we were talking about a clean life and clean living and eating is because the more that you can live a clean life, you're going to, you're, you're reducing the amount of toxins that are disrupting your hormonal system. And having a healthy hormonal system is vital. Like it controls everything. It literally controls your mood. You can feel like just chill and happy and, you know, everything's great or you can feel like a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's all, and it's the hormones dictate so much of it. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's just major to keep, um, keep, just make sure your lifestyle is in check with, with wanting to have your hormones, you know, uh, healthy and balanced. Yeah. And it, it is major because I was only thinking about it the other day of like, you know, I took the contraceptive pill like many other girls. And afterwards, I didn't have a period for like up to two years, you know. And during that time, I was so worried. Like uh, all I kept thinking in my mind was there's something wrong with my body. Like I felt so disconnected from my body and I was so stressed. And now my, my menstrual cycle is on point. Like I can tell every month, I can tell even when the egg is dropping down, I can feel it. I know wow. it. I'm so in sync. Even, even I know the day when the tenderness comes in the breast, like I'm yeah. so on point with it, like, I, like nature. And, you know, I always say the same phrase all the time when I wake in the morning, I ask nature, like, how can I be more like you? And every day, even more and more and more I get more like her more in sync you know and it's amazing mm. but we forget our progress you know I only had to think of that the other day I was like oh my god like I actually thought there was something wrong with my body for such a long time because I couldn't get one and the doctors were like oh it'll come and I'm like yeah but I'm really worried like I don't feel normal you know yeah and then the worry was perpetuating it yeah you know the mind yeah. kicks in and it perpetuates it yeah I know it's 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 very common that happens to a lot of women with stress you know that can really stress, yeah. make it all filter but and like, over exercise that, yeah yeah I know and that that leads to the cycles of the, your inner seasons and and really knowing what season you're in you know and and what to do uh with those seasons what to eat you know how to exercise you know because we all have four inner seasons, like the outer seasons. So when you're menstruating, it's winter. When you've finished, it's spring. After ovulation, it's summer. And then and as the luteal, luteal phase, then it's, it's autumn. And so knowing what inner season you're in really helps with what you're up to in your day-to-day -day life. And I find working with that actually has helped me so much. Um, because the seasons affect us so much, our inner and outer seasons. You know, right now we're starting to descend into wintertime. And I have to say, I'm actually starting to really enjoy the descent into winter. And for years, in my 20s, when I was, I was so busy, I was working so hard. I was working all the time. I was just go, go, go. For many years, I wasn't aware of how much the seasons affected me. And I was operating summer energy in winter with all my work and I was getting burnt out I was getting sick and it was just like you know but I didn't at the time I didn't even know what what the messages was that my body has given me so now actually being so much more connected to the seasons and the cycles and really honoring each season is so fulfilling and so nourishing to every part of your being like we're not meant to be in busy summer mode all the time we're meant to have this period of of going inward of nourishing of resting and it's super beautiful when you can honor it so yeah just really honoring the descent into the darkness and you know for years you know this you know the phrase sad oh you just have seasonal affective disorder you know that phrase it's like no 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 we are just um cyclical creatures we are meant to hibernate <laughs> you know the people who feel sad it's not like there's something wrong with you you are a seasonal earthly being and you're actually right on track. <laughs> I know. Madness, isn't it? It's the resistance. Yeah. The resistance. Yeah. And like, I suppose until we, the winter solstice now, we're going in a bit deeper and darker. And it's like trying, just flowing with that and shedding. Everybody's shedding. Everybody I'm talking to is shedding, you know. And it's like, that's totally normal. And we're all going through it, you know. And the spring will come again. It will come right around the corner, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
but um time. I think we're still kind of going a bit for sure you know as are the bees the, it's still very mild the bees were all out foraging this morning like so there's still stuff moving you know yeah I know I was actually on my walk this morning because that was out this morning there's this beautiful stone wall by my house and there was the most amazing ferns growing out of this wall and kind of mildly obsessed with ferns like I just love them so much they just bring me so much joy um and I was looking underneath the ferns and they're not the, the typical ferns you'd see in the woods they're very they're kind of like a different variation they're kind of smaller and chunkier they look very like tropical they look extremely tropical but I was looking underneath their leaves and they have all their little spores are like dotted all along underneath and I was like talking to them I was like hey guys like are you meant to be having seeds right now? Is this the time for your seed? Like, I don't know if our ferns meant to have their seeds now or are they meant to be in spring, but I was talking to them anyway because I'll often just talk to plants like any given day. Um, but I have a, I have an interesting, I have a funny fern fact for you. Would you like a fern fact? Yeah, go for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. So like Irish people are just gas. So like, I don't know how long ago this was, but back in the day in Ireland, you know, back in rural Ireland um a superstition or a tradition that people worked with was um on Halloween day right people would go and they would gather the seeds off the back of ferns and they would put them in their pockets and they believed that if they did this on Halloween day that they would be invisible this is this is this is a true fact this is a true Irish fact so they believed that that they would be invisible on Halloween day because the veils were thin, and if they had fern seeds in their pockets, like. And there's, <laughs> I just I think it's adorable. Oh, it's gas, isn't it? But sure, we probably believed yeah. in everything, really. We definitely had more magic, I'd say. You know, in our minds, we believed a lot more. You know, I think we use yeah. our head a lot more now. You know, we're kind of operating from the head, and we're like, no, that's not true. We need science. But another thing I was going to say about ferns is that, like, they were here at the origin of planet Earth. Like, they're one of the oldest species. They're billions of years old. So if you want wisdom, connection to the Earth, go back in time, touch a fern, stroke a fern. They've got mighty wisdom in their roots. Like, there's a reason, yeah, there's a reason why, like, I'm obsessed with them. I actually have a fern picture here. Like, it's one in the back wow. <laughs> on my walls. And... Uh, um yeah they are they are they're they're super ancient and like they're super tropical like do you ever just walk into an irish forest and think like this is a rainforest mm. like it's we have a we have rainforest here there's so much diverse plant life in a deciduous irish forest that it is it's like a rainforest because mm -hmm. it's so humid and it's such a beautiful fresh smelling air and you can smell the trees in the air it's so damp mm. and and um, all the different plant life. I went to um um uh in County Kerry uh tree fern gardens, right? I saw them on some documentary and I was like, where are these tree ferns? And then of course synchronicity would have it. I didn't even plan it. I ended up there because I was in Kerry and then we went somebody recommended to go see these lovely gardens what was in there all the tree ferns and I was like oh like I was like in my mind I want to go there and then within two months I was inside in there and I didn't even know how I got there oh <laughs> but it was God. amazing like tree massive trees but ferns you know I was like this is so weird and incredible and amazing that they're like massive trunks big tall trees and then there's just ferns coming out the top you know like it's just crazy <laughs> so you oh my God. Let's go. Like, when can we go? Let's go tomorrow. <laughs> yes, definitely. Adventure time. Um, oh, yeah. big time. God, that's so, that's so cool. Oh, God, I love collecting, like, these little stories about plants and nature around, around Ireland. I have another little cute little story to tell you about a tree. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Yes, go. <laughs> so uh, this is actually about a very special pear tree. And this, like, this is one of my favourite nature stories of, of the whole year for me. This is, like, so fun. Uh, I was in a friend's house at a party um, at the beginning of this year, okay? And she lives just off Cork Street in Dublin City. And in her back garden, like a small little house in a little small street, right? And in her back garden, there was this huge tree. I didn't recognize it. And I'm usually one for recognizing trees. I usually know most trees around in Ireland anyway. 
I was like, what tree is that? And she goes, oh, that's a pear tree. I was like, okay, what's the crack with pear tree? She goes, she goes, it's an interesting story, actually. She goes, uh, about 100 years ago, whoever was living in this house, uh, they worked in the botanical gardens in Glastonbevan. And they took, they shouldn't have, but they took a slip off a very special pear tree. And they grafted it onto a tree that was in this garden. And they planted it. And about 100 years later, it's absolutely enormous because at, apparently a water pipe broke under the ground and was feeding this tree so much water. It was like pumping it full of water for decades. And I swear to God, I've never seen a pear or apple tree the size of it. It's enormous, right? And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? I was like, wow. And of course, I was my back there about two months ago after another party. And this tree is laden with pears. I mean, hundreds of pears all over the ground, all hanging off the tree. And I was just like, wow. It's like, no one's seen this tree. Like, I was out in the back garden just like, this is incredible. I was hanging out with the pears. <laughs> Wow. but they're they're not just any ordinary pear they're a really special type of pear like they're really big and knobbly and chunky like they look like a pear that you would see in a botanical style drawing do you know those kind of big chunky pears mm. and apparently it's one of its only kind in europe as well it's a really rare like specimen of pear tree and i was like what the hell i know it's crazy so i don't i mean i need to I'm going to investigate more, so we will, I'll have to report back to you. But I took a couple of the pears home with me, and it took a few weeks for them to ripen. But I, when I ate into the pears, they were, like, zingy. They were, like, so delicious. I wish you could taste them. Imagine pear with an extra sort of, like, extra, like, tropical tang to them. Like, they were unbelievable. And so I was like, this is really cool. This really cool pear. I actually brought one down to a women's retreat. And I was like, we're all, like, you know talking to this pair and just amazed by because they're so stunning like they really look like they're from back in time and so my friends were like why don't you go back there and take a few cuttings and spread the tree around I was like this is my mission now so I'm gonna go back there I'm gonna get a few slips first of all start off in the parents farm and, and off in Mayo get them get the pear tree going down there but I want to bring this pear to the rest the rest of Ireland oh, that's gorgeous <laughs> Start propagating it and start sending it around because it's absolutely delicious. Like it's I'll take so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think you know it takes it takes quite a few years for a, a fruit tree to start fruiting. So you never know. Maybe in about ten years' time, you know, we might be able to eat this, eat the pears now, but of the, the new grafted trees. But I will go back each each autumn and and, and start gathering them. You know, so I thought that was a pretty cool little story. So I'm gonna. Mm. Thank you for sharing. It's beautiful. I was really immersed in it, the taste of it. Um, and you mentioned as well um, that you are a part of the Inward Bound group. Would you be able to give us a little info on that for anybody that doesn't know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I work with Inward Bound Institute, which uh, we run psilocybin therapy retreat programs over in the Netherlands. So these are very... Um, high-end, well-held, very safe and supported um, plant medicine journeys that we bring people on using truffles. So the reason why we're over in Holland is because the truffles are legal over there. So, you know, there's a loophole in the legal system and we can, like, work there legally and it's, it's all above board, which is great. And so we bring people on group retreats and private retreats to journey um, journey into the inner worlds, really, because plant medicine, mushrooms or any other plant medicines, they're, they're simply a a key they're a tool to unlock the doorway into your subconscious so you can have a look in there and you know ask the big questions do some inquiring and then if and when the big feelings or triggers come up in these retreats there's the space to safely release them and express them with you know different cathartic methods and so yeah we really bring a lot of different elements into the retreat um everything from Jungian psychology to um, uh, different, like, you know, talking about different uh, scientific methods and then also uh, bringing spirituality into it as well, which uh, so it's beautiful to bring, you know, all the different aspects in. So mm. it's beautiful work. It's very fulfilling and it's very meaningful work to me because we're working with people from all over the world who are coming to, to really, you know, they're genuinely dedicated to working on themselves. They want to, to show, to, 
release the past to show up to be better humans to um yeah understand what's going on with their patterns and change their patterns and their habits and it's a really beautiful way so most people come to us for trauma release or for you know for for helping to balance out their, their mental bodies anxiety and depression but then we do have a number of people that are coming for a self-exploration and uh to explore their psyche and what what, what may come to them mm. and these like chemicals as well that are released in the body like they have a way like from research that i've looked at they have a way of kind of resetting our brain like don't they yeah they do so Oh, there's two elements to this. There is the the physiological, scientific uh, aspect, but there's then there's also the energetic and the spiritual side. But on the scientific level, uh, psilocybin it helps to recreate the synapses that transmit serotonin. So first of all, your serotonin levels will be will be easier to uptake in the in the the brain and the body. But also, mushrooms psilocybin has this effect where it it quietens down or turns off a part of the brain which is responsible for overthinking and the negative mind, which is called the default mode network. So we all have this part of our brain. It's called the default mode network. And it's the part that is the loud negative voice, basically. And we all have it. And it can get really, you know, it can it can get worked up over time sometimes if we're not keeping it in check or if we go through a trauma. And so what Mushrooms does is it quietens down the default mode network or switches it off however how you want to look at it and it allows for the ease of positive feelings and positive feelings of well-being to come through more effortlessly and so therefore you, you start to feel way better and therefore you're, you're able to make better choices for your habits in the day and therefore you'll start to you continue to feel better and better as the days go by mm, wow and if anybody's listening that would like um to find out more is there somewhere they can go to yeah so if you check out um our website uh inwardboundinstitute.ie um, uh also in inwardbound institute on instagram as well as another place that you can find us mm-hmm. um and there's all our uh, listings of different retreats that we have uh, booked for next year um we were doing connection retreats in ireland for a couple of years um but for now we're just gonna we're just doing the ones in holland mm-hmm. yeah so there's no yeah there's none so in ireland even without plant medicines there's none so yeah there there we were for the last two years we were doing these retreats called connection retreats so it's all all the good bits just minus the psilocybin so no no plant medicine but it was singing dancing cacao music breathwork meditation yoga nature connection sacred sites uh you know, uh, connection, basically, because the the greatest thing, the greatest healer for us is connection and community. There was a a Harvard study came out last week that I saw um, and that said the number one thing that brings humans happiness is community, Mm. is connection. It's connection with other people. Mm. Of course, we all want our, our solitude from time to time, but we are community creatures and we do need each other. We do need to be existing with other human beings around us and supporting and helping each other it's major for our well-being our health our mental health everything so mm. that's why the connection retreats were very very powerful you know at, at, you know they were so powerful we were like God, why do you even need this fat medicine because you know the connection itself is is such powerful medicine yeah. obviously obviously there's a place for both you know um yeah. but the connection retreats um we we were doing lots in the last two years, but I think for next year, we're going to be doing about two of them. So, yeah, if you keep an eye on the website and on the Instagram page, you will see when we will be holding those connection retreats in Ireland. And we usually hold them in County Sligo, um, which is such a beautiful part of the world. And it is close to sacred sites and everything. So we go for a sacred site walk afterwards and everything. So it's a, they're, they're just stunning. They're just incredible ways for people to connect with each other and to to do to do the healing work you know as well it doesn't have to just be with plant medicine the healing work can be done with just you and with people around you and nature so yeah yeah there's many paths to healing (laughs) you're so right about the connection thing because like our ways of living promote a lot of individual living and kind of you know our maybe our survival patterns as well of like wanting to avoid we might go and hide away on our own or 
sometimes we can do that and actually what could actually be better is go and have a chat with somebody you know or like even um when we're under stress like sometimes we want to run away and hide and sometimes a chat could actually help us get us out of it just to bring us back to like grounded level you know um yeah massively yeah like because we can suffer sometimes we can suffer on our own and then somebody comes along and just has a chat with you and you're like oh i actually feel better now yeah you know because there's a power in being genuinely heard you know when we're when someone's listening from a place of heart and meaning and when we can feel that and you know they don't have to give us answers but just to hear us to know that someone hears us and is there in their hearts listening that's actually got an invisible magic to it that is, mm-hmm. is very healing and that's what I found over the years running all these spaces and workshops and retreats is the most powerful potent part of the whole thing is the sharing circle Mm -hmm. so we all sit around in a circle and we all share what's going on for us in that moment in our hearts and that's hugely transformational for people because it actually stems back to this what we talked about earlier on again is the suppression of our voices the suppression of our feminine energy which is our our feelings our emotions you know when that's been suppressed it's been suppressed for so long and we, we got we even got in trouble for expressing ourselves back then then of course we're going to show up in this day and age being nervous to share that because of you know our instinctual dna what's what's locked in our dna from our cellular memory is that if i express my truth i'm going to get burned on the stake and so that's why it's it's frightening for people to express their truth and this actually you know stems into the work i do as well speaking your um healing the throat chakra helps you to be more comfortable with expressing your truth and expressing your power and your magic and it it again is invisible because it's in the realm of the vibrational that's what you know the throat everything to do with the throat is in the realm of the vibrational but it's it massively affects your life and how you can show up in the world and how you can express yourself yes um and you also have a festival do you want to just give us a quick little kind of description about the festival or if anybody would like to come next i presume it's on next year is it oh yes i love talking about this (laughs) so this this is one of my most favorite passion projects i've ever done so this is a, a festival that i started running um in August of 21 and it's called Mana Festival and it's a boutique transformational festival and I, I don't think I've heard of any other transformational festivals in Ireland maybe there are but basically it's a festival it's very much community based and it's about coming as you are learning connecting exploring expressing growing and then leaving a transformed being leaving better than when you arrived and I called it Mana Festival because the whole point I originally set it up was because I wanted all of us to get together to discuss how we wanted to make Ireland a better place moving forward, how we wanted to make our communities better. What could we all pool our resources and our talents and our gifts together to to make Ireland a better place moving forward for the new earth that's coming through? So. How do you want our children to be educated? How do you want to grow our food? How do you want the water systems to be? What's their mental health care system going to be like? What's our housing going to be like? Or will we all build sustainable houses together? So there's all these different topics that we started talking about. And uh, yeah, so basically it's it's also just a really fun place because it's a festival as well. So in the daytime, it, there's lots of workshops, retreat, um, workshops and talks and um activities to do as the day progresses there's things like storytelling poetry stand-up comedy and then it goes into a festival in the evening time where there's live music there's djs there's fire performances there's projection mapping there's walkabout entertainers there's face painting and there's even there's even a bar called the love bar which is actually alcohol free so i should have said that at the beginning of the of the description it's actually an alcohol free festival so there's no booze at it which means that it is a very high vibrational place that everyone that's there is like super high vibe. We're all having an absolute ball together. And um, yeah, there's no, there's no alcohol lowering the vibes. So um, the love bar, it has a, 
green juice flowing all day and then at evening time there's uh cacao to give us energy for the dance floor and um yeah it honestly it took it took again it took off you know i i started this in 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 21 and the community that got created from this festival has everyone is still friends with each other everyone has still created a new community in ireland and i just can't believe it like i didn't even expect that part to happen but it did and i'm super excited about it because now my brother my 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 sibling, my only sibling, my brother, Robbie, he runs it with me. And so we have it booked for next May the 20th, the whole weekend. So if you're around, please come. I'd love to have you there. <laughs> um, love you love. And, yeah, it's it's in a beautiful big manor up in Dundalk in County Louth. It's in Balergan Park House. So we have the run of a beautiful big 18th century manor for the whole weekend and beautiful grounds, beautiful big trees. There was an ancient yew tree at the front and it's just so much crack. So yeah, I hope hope you can make it. <laughs> wow, I love yew trees. I love yew trees. Um, that's amazing. And would you like to share anything else before we button up? <laughs> button up our mouths. <laughs> yeah, I would actually. So um so well for, for Mana Festival, of course, you can if you go onto Instagram and if you look up manafestival.ie, that's the Instagram page where you can find out more information. And I've also just today launched a, a new webinar that I'm um, running next week, uh, which will be uh, on it's a vocal activation uh, webinar called Break the Silence to Free Your Voice. So it's all about releasing the blockages, stepping into your power and expressing your truth. So if you go onto my Instagram page, which is Vocal Alchemy, then you can find the details on that as well in my bio. Um, and yeah, really just, I suppose, just to get out there, whatever you're doing today at some point and, you know, put your feet on the earth, hug a tree, take a deep breath in, connect with some plants and just, yeah, remember that you are nature and that, uh, we are all part of this incredible journey together. And so just honoring the earth as much as you can. Super. Thank you so much. Gorgeous chats. I could chat to you all day, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> High vibe Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on and your time. Um, thank you folks for tuning in today. If you like this episode, please give it a share. Um, a review would be fabulous on Apple Podcasts if you're li listening there. And patrons, thank you so much for supporting every month. If you can support, please go on to patreon.com slash catchcaught and help me keep this work going. You're helping me in the conservation of our beautiful honeybees in Ireland. And I'll talk to you all very soon. Slow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.